Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Power is everything. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everyone. 9.05 the time. Final hour for us today here on Sports 56 Mornings. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Zach Boyd with you from the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, their overstock sale continues at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Currently sunny and 54 degrees, looking at a high of 68 today. Tonight, a few clouds with a low of 59. Then tomorrow, partly sunny with a chance of rain, about a 50% chance. We're looking at a high of 78 for your Thursday. It is Wednesday. It's time to talk Grizzlies with the Michael Cole. Two watches, that's 12. Come through and slam on you. I'm in the air. It's time to talk some Grizzlies basketball. Joining Greg and Eli is DeMichael Cole, Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal. Here's DeMichael with Greg and Eli. The always busy DeMichael Cole about to be a lot busier. He's the Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal. He joins us every Wednesday all year long. Talking Grizzlies and NBA. You can follow him on Twitter at DeMichael C. Hey, DeMichael. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Doing, doing fantastic. Have you yet, and you, and you may be doing it for a future story, or maybe you don't want to get into the predictions or not, but have you made a prediction yet on the Grizzlies season? Uh, not not anything concrete. Like you said, I'll, I'll do something uh, more concrete next week, but uh, I, I got an idea. You know, I feel like uh, they'll be in that, that low first tier, possibly second tier in the Western Conference. And I think the West, I mean, I I think I've told you this already, but I think the West is going to be so, so good. Like, mm-hmm. legitimately, uh, it's just going to, it's going to, health is going to be a bigger factor uh, than in recent years. And gra- I mean, health is always a factor, like every NBA season, because injuries will happen. But one, you know, in the past, your teams can survive. You know, if a John Morant sprained ankle for a week and a half uh, this year, that can be the difference between a team being the second seed or possibly uh, eighth or ninth play-in. Like I feel like, like I feel like the West will be that good. Yeah, but uh, I think the Grizzlies can be in that that four, three, uh, three to five range, depending on you know what shakes out. I think they're comfortably uh, not a play-in team. But they're not uh, probably going to be the one seed either. Granted, with all the things, you know, John missing the first 25 games, uh, Marcus Smart being a big new addition who hasn't played yet, got to, you know, kind of get him worked in. So that's kind of where I have them right now. Oh, okay. And so let me just uh, jump on that. You said they're not a play-in team. So if they were a play-in team, you would be surprised? Yeah. Okay. I mean, now (laughs) – once we see them, like after the first ten or so games, I, you know you have a better gauge at that point. But um, at this point, yeah, I, I would I would be surprised. I mean, think about it like this: they were a number two seed the last two seasons. The the thing about the Grizzlies, like people say, how the Grizzlies been so successful in the regular season as opposed to the playoffs? I always say this: in the playoffs, depth does not matter as much. Right. Like your top three or four guys are going to have to carry the torch in the regular season. Depth is everything. You know, uh, it, it's a big difference in the regular season and, and as compared to the postseason. It's Tyus Jones being your starting point guard, for example. 
Ty Jones can step in and fill in in the regular season, and the Grizzlies can can blow past, you know, uh, a bunch of teams. But when the playoffs get here, uh, you need isolation scoring guys who can break down elite defenders who aren't going to be leaving the court as much and things like that. So the Grizzlies still have that depth. And quite frankly, I think you could make a case that this team is deeper than the 56-win team, you know, from a couple years ago with, with Kyle Anderson and De'Anthony Melton. Because you have an older Santi Aldama, and then uh, in place of De'Anthony Melton, you have Luke Kennard uh, in his you know first full season with the Grizzlies. In addition to the younger guys, you know uh, Desire, David Roddy of the world, uh, getting that more experience. So this team could be deeper. Derrick Rose at point guard. I think the depth still makes them a really good regular season team, and we'll see you know what happens in the postseason. So with Marcus Smart um, on track as he's, uh, I guess, to make his debut uh, and play the final preseason game on Friday night, do you expect Friday to, to really kind of be that dress rehearsal? Like will the starting lineup is probably what we'll see on opening night? Oh, it will be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's that's kind of what I've been told as well, Mike. It's, it's going to be that exactly kind of like a dress rehearsal type thing. Now, uh, you know, Taylor Jenkins did say something like, you know, if you go back in the past in the preseason, like the Grizzlies have always had that dress rehearsal uh, type game. But uh, the thing with this year is they're still trying to figure out, you know, that fifth starter. But I think at the end of the day, this is going to be, you know, that game where the rotations, you know, think about it. Like Marcus Smart hasn't started yet, but Derrick Rose also hasn't come off the bench yet. So yeah. um, there's that adjustment. He has to you know, get used to playing alongside of uh, other guys that, that, that he'll be playing aside, uh, alongside, you know, in different spots in the rotation. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But, yeah, this definitely should be a dress rehearsal. I would imagine, especially with Ja out, but even when Ja comes back, that you believe Des Bain will probably be their leading scorer? Oh, man. that's that, I think eventually it'll be Ja. Like, mm-hmm. I think Des, Des is just so unselfish. Uh, to a point where I mean I, I feel like you can see more of those like those Brooklyn Nets um, type type games, you know where where we saw last season where Dez and Ja were going toe to toe with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving thirty plus points. Uh, you see more of that, but I, I think Ja, you know, with this new style of offense that the Grizzlies are emphasized playing, um, especially with the spacing, more five out, like that is you know Ja Morant's game to a T. What what do you expect out of Jaron on the offensive end? Do we see that, especially early in the season without John, do we see that aggressive Jaron that we saw at the end of last year? Uh, I, I think so. I think so. Uh, and, you know, to me, again, it goes to this, this new style of offense that the Grizzlies are playing uh, where they're more you know planning to be five out. It goes to the point that Stephen Adams will be back. And uh, when you have Steven Adams on the floor, teams can't just say, like the Lakers did in the playoff, uh, Jaron is beating us up. Now let's put Anthony Davis mm-hmm. on him. Like, you can't do that because there's no there's there's no way in the world that any team out there is going to put a smaller guy on Steven Adams and, and think they have a chance on the glass. So, uh, you know, those those combined factors, I think, this is, and of course with John missing the first 25 games and, and Jaron's offensive role being that much more magnified, uh, I think he he's on pace to to potentially have a 
a 20-point-per-game type season this year. DeMichael Cole joining us, the Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You can follow him on Twitter at DeMichael C. When the Grizzlies acquired Derrick Rose, the conversation was, among other things, that with Ja out, Marcus Smart will probably be playing more of a wing and D. Rose will be the point guard. And then when Ja comes back, then D. Rose will probably not see much action at all. But now it does, doesn't it appear where you get that vibe that Derrick Rose is going to be in the mix as long as he's healthy all season long? Yeah. I, I do, and and it's going to fluctuate. Like, don't don't get me wrong. You know, there he he will. I'm sure he's going to get some DMPs just off the fact that again, maintenance is a big deal uh, with the Grizzlies and Derrick Rose. Right. So so I think you know, as Marcus Smart and John Morant, you know, are both going to be inserted in the starting lineup, they're going to be able to stagger those guys. Where basically one is playing with the backups most of the time. You get Desmond Bain in there as well. But uh, Derrick Rose, I think, is, is firmly, you know, in the backup point guard role. It's going to look a little different this season because you basically got, you know, in a way you got two uh, and really three, if you count this, primary uh, ball handler type guys uh, starting. So uh, especially with Marcus Smart and John, that's two guys who've averaged over six assists multiple times, you know, in the NBA. So uh, I think there is a role. No, for Derrick Rose, regardless, you know, if Ja when Ja's back, if, uh, if Ja's not back, whatever the case may be, uh, he he's going to have a role on this team. Going back to to Jared, his three point attempts have gone progressively down year by year since that second year when he attempted over six and a half a game. Last year was at four and a half. Where what do you think is the right kind of happy spot for Jared as far as three point attempts? Uh, I think it's around there. I think it's about four because uh, for me, it's I don't want to see Jaron get too three point happy because you know uh, I keep going back to this this offensive shift that the Grizzlies are going to make, and if this offense succeeds, a lot of guys are going to get open looks, you know, mm-hmm. open three pointers because uh, you're talking about uh, five out and having guys like Desmond Bain, uh, John Morant. Uh, Derrick Rose really put pressure on the rim, and even Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, and we know how teams like to, when Steven Adams goes to get boards, teams really like to, to bring an extra guy down crashing. So uh, a lot of three-point looks for other guys, and basically Jaron can be one of the guys who creates that. He talked about really working on his playmaking in the offseason, and part of him being a better playmaker is uh, working out a double team. He said he watched a lot of Kevin Garnett. He watched some Dirk Whiskey. Like, uh, working out of double teams is going to be big for him, especially while Ja is out. And if that's the case, uh, I think around four three-point attempts, you know, be good. It's going to be a, you know, a matchup thing with him, right? Like, there's going to be uh, probably out of an 82-game season, 75 to 76, 77 times, he's going to just be straight up bigger than whoever's guarding him. Exactly. And the emphasis yep. is going to be, you know, just dominate that matchup. But there are going to be a couple nights out there you know, you look at the Lakers where they have Christian Wood and potentially Anthony Davis start. Like, those guys size-wise uh, will probably match up better uh, with Jaron Jackson Jr. And a couple other teams, you know, have a, a decent, you know, amount of size as well. And in those matchups, it might make more sense, hey, let's bring this guy to the three-point line and shoot six or seven attempts. But at the end of the day, I think it evens out to around four again. All right, dust off the DeMichael Cole uh, little, little crystal ball there and give me – 
how it's going to work next Wednesday, and that's assuming everybody's available other than Mm -hmm. John Morant. Starting lineup and the rotation and how they come off the bench. Who comes off first? Give me kind of the whole thing that you think Taylor Jenkins is going to do. Okay. Uh, I think the starting lineup will be Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain. I got Zaire Weaves the starting small forward, and then Jaron and Steven Adams. Uh, I think he's going to go 10-man rotation you know, early in the season. Uh, I think Derrick Rose is your backup point guard. Then you got Luke Kennard, David Roddy gets the rest of the minutes at small forward, and then you go Santi uh, and Xavier Tillman Sr. So I don't have uh, John Conchar and Jake LaRavia in at this point. Now, uh, some of those minutes with Roddy could potentially be uh, mixed in with those guys, but everything that I've kind of been led to believe up to this point is that David Roddy and Zaire Williams are kind of the two guys who are positioning themselves, at least for the starting small forward spot. But I think Luke Kennard and Santi uh, get a lot of minutes off the bench. Uh, potentially, we could be seeing Luke Kennard play more minutes than Zaire Williams or close to the amount of minutes, even though Zaire will get the start, uh, depending on matchup. I think of a team like New Orleans, you're probably going to need Zaire in the, in the game a little bit more because you're going to have Brandon Ingram, you're going to have C.J. McCollum. So two guys uh, that really that you're going to need quality defenders uh, to guard. But I think they go 10-man rotation early on, and uh, those are the 10 guys that I got outlined for the minute. And and health-wise, everybody's good to go right now, right? Yeah. um, I mean, yeah, outside of a couple nicks and bruises, we know Marcus Smart is working his way back. Jake LaRavia has missed the last two uh, preseason games. He had his right wrist taped up. Uh, in practice on yesterday, but uh, it sounds like you know, he he's pretty much clear to go at this point. So uh, the Grizzlies were just being uh, cautionary over there, but uh, but yeah, for the most part, every right. everyone's healthy at this point. You know, uh, Steve other Adams than Brandon Clark, obviously. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Jitty had some personal situ- yeah. uh, personal issue, and that's yeah, why he, he okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was dealing with a personal matter, and you know, if you saw, he he wasn't even at those games, so. Uh, yeah, he was kind of away from the team for a little bit while he dealt with that. All right, as you alluded to earlier, and I'm in total agreement, this this West, as it normally is, is going to be crazy. Because there are teams that were near the bottom that have improved, teams that were towards the bottom that are actually playoff contenders this year. And I know the preseason means diddly squat, but you got teams like the Timberwolves and the Rockets who are undefeated in the preseason. But when it's all said and done, how many teams of the 15 are competing to be in the postseason? That includes, obviously, the play-in. How many of those teams do you think are legitimate contenders to be in at least the play-in, if not the playoffs? Yeah, and this is where this is where it gets interesting because the short answer is a lot. Like, uh, I, I think we're talking 11, 11 teams, uh, possibly even 12 uh uh, you know, with the, depending on how this shakes out, like uh, you got the Spurs at the bottom. These are the, the bottom teams, I think. The Spurs, uh, you got the Blazers, and and potentially uh, the Rockets. Spurs, Blazers, Rockets. Now you could throw the Jazz in there as well, but I think the Jazz, you know, uh, acquiring John Collins to go with Laurie Markkinen, they're well coached uh, by uh, Will Hardy. Uh, they can be in. in They'll be relevant. You know, that, that's a team, you know, the Grizzlies go there twice, I think, early in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah wins one of those games. Like, right, they're, right. they're sneaky. Uh, but I think it's 11 firmly that you can say, like, I think I had the Mavs as my 11th team. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavs are, like, the fourth seed 
like at the end of the day. Like with Kyrie and, and Luka getting a full year together and then you insert Grant Williams in there, like I think there's a realistic possibility that, that they could be that team. But the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Timberwolves, the Clippers, uh, the Thunder are a trendy team that everyone's projecting to kind of rise up. Uh, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, uh, the Sun, like, and the King. That's 11. Jeez. I mean, it's it, it, it's loaded. You could literally make a case for like 17 uh, to be the team coming out of the Western Conference. Well, especially if Zion Williamson actually is healthy and New Orleans, which is already a talented team, you have that combination. You mentioned Oklahoma City, now Chet Holmgren, uh, healthy to go along with Jay Gilgis Alexander and that talented bunch. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly San Antonio gets better, at least competitive, with Wembenyama. And then, of course, the other thing that's hovering is, will the Sixers trade Harden and will it be to the Clippers? So these are all questions that uh, still need to be answered, but certainly it is going to be a wild ride in the West. It is. I, I mean, uh, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's really going to come down to just little things. Like, it's going to be an ankle injury here for this player while this team goes on a five-game road trip, and boom, they fall from second to in the play-in. Like, it, it, it literally uh, will be that type of thing. Like, think of the Pelicans last season, right? I, I think a lot of people forget that the Pelicans were a top-two seed in, until the new year uh, mm-hmm. when Zion got hurt, and they pretty much fell, you know, fell out of the hunt. So, uh, you know, I think of teams like that. You know, uh, the Thunder are a trendy team. With, with they're, they're healthy now. Guys like Chet Holmgren uh, being in the mix. And then, uh, you know, a team like the Jazz, like I said, they acquired John Collins. Uh, so they're going all in on this nice young core that they have. And then there are the teams that feel like this could be their breakthrough year. You know, the Kings running mm-hmm. it back pretty much with their core. The Clippers uh, with another year of Kawhi and, and Paul George and all those pieces they have around them getting Russell Westbrook back. Uh, they feel like they have a good shot. The Lakers, you know, a full season now after they turned it around after the trade deadline. So we'll see, man. But it, it a lot of teams can say, hey, we think we can win this year and can make solid cases. We didn't even mention the Nuggets, the Suns. I mean, it's, it, it, it's nuts. Yeah. You know what you don't need? Here's what you don't need. Your best player to get a 25-game suspension. Oh, wait, wait, that's... That's too late. Yeah, that, that, that'll be a factor as well. He's DeMichael yeah. Cole. He covers the Grizzlies, and he does a great job doing so for the commercial appeal. You can follow him on Twitter at DeMichael C and catch him every Wednesday right here on Sports 56 Mornings. Next Wednesday, we'll actually be talking about opening night in Memphis. DeMichael, thank you as always. Really appreciate it. All right. Take care, guys. You too. When the Grizzlies are on or any of the action is on, any games are on, like Major League Baseball playoffs, college football, NFL football, Grizzlies, Tigers, whatever it is, place to watch it would be East Coast Wings and Grills up there last night, watching a little bit of the Major League Baseball playoffs and college football while enjoying some wings. Uh, you got plenty of wing flavors to choose from, 60 of them, 60 different wings. Last night had my, my favorite, the Spike Bourbon Street. Uh, which is one of the 60 flavors of wings that they have for you at East Coast Wings and Grill. And their wings are the big, meaty wings, not those little tiny ones that you get at some other places. Always fresh, never frozen. Of course, plenty of other great items on the menu as well, from the burgers to the flatbreads and much, much more. Don't forget their rewards program, where you can earn rewards for every dollar that you spend. Today being Wednesday, 
That means kids eat for just $1.99 from 3.30 until close. So you can take advantage of that uh, if you take the kids up there to East Coast Wings and Grill. 3.30 to 6.30, Monday through Friday is happy hour. Two-for-one drink specials, two-for-one beers, bucket specials as well. uh, You could take advantage of during happy hour, Monday through Friday, again, from 3.30 until 6.30. East Coast Wings and Grill located just off Highway 64. That's right between Lowe's and Walmart off Highway 64. East Coast. Wings and grill. When we come back, five favorite things, your five favorite television medical shows of all time. Get your lists in at 901 360 8255. That's the Sports 56 listener line. Just text in or send it via Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Send it to the website, sportsmemphis.com. Five favorite things is next. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings. On Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, this hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Witness the power. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everyone. Final half hour for us today here on Sports 56 Mornings. Got some NFL news to get to a little bit later on. Speaking of the NFL... New week of the NFL begins tomorrow night. The Jags and the Saints, and we'll have that game for you right here on Sports 56. Right now, though, it's time for Five Favorite Things. I'm Bob. I like a number that's easy to count to. That's why I really appreciate the number five. You just go one, two, three, four, and there you are at five. One, two, three, four, five. I got five on. Now, you may notice that if you multiply 5 by an even number, your product will end in 0. And if you multiply 5 by an odd number, your product will end in 5. Five favorite things. Each and every Wednesday, we give you a topic. We do five favorite things. We'd love for you to participate. Every Tuesday, we'll let you know what that topic is. This week, it's five and your five favorite television medical shows of all time. If you'd like to participate, there's still time. Hit us up on the Sports 56 listener lines by texting in your list at 901-360-8255. If you can, number it 5 to 1, 1 to 5. You can add an honorable mention if you'd like. Or you can send your lists to Twitter, to us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or send it right to the website, and that's www.sportsmemphis.com. Again, five favorite television medical shows of all time. All right, I'll go first this time. We'll go Eli second, then we'll go Zach, and then we will get to our listeners. Uh, I do not have an honorable mention for this topic. Uh, Number five is a current show, Chicago Med, part of the Chicago show's medley on Thursday when you get the Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago Police, or whatever it's called, PD. Terrific shows, all three of them. Number four. I go back in time 
for some reason, my fraternity, not all the guys, but for some reason, we came back from class in the afternoon and we would watch the great storyline of Luke and Laura. For those who are old enough to remember, General Hospital, which I think may still be on the air. I don't know. Stop watching it after college, but we watched it a lot. General Hospital, number four, an afternoon soap opera. Number three, Scrubs. And the return of the the two stars from that show that are doing the commercial for, uh, was it T-Mobile? Number two is MASH, one of the greatest shows of all time, but not my favorite television medical show because I strictly went drama, even though it's fine to go with with a comedy like MASH was. But number one, great medical show, funny as hell as well, St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere, number one. My all-time favorite television medical show. All right. Question is, did any of mine make your list? Because we know no none of Jerry Palms made your list. Uh, one of yours did. Just one. Okay. Yeah, I realize I don't. I just I have not watched many medical shows. Medical shows. I don't. I don't watch any of the current stuff. So um, yeah, it was. This was. Uh, I was like, man, this was. I, I I thought there were more medical shows. In my history, than so there did I. Was. So so did I. When I came up with the topic, I go, "There's going to be a lot," and then, you know, there there's enough, but yeah, it was a little bit less than what I thought. Uh, number five, or do I have an honorable mention? I have an honorable mention. I forget. <laughs> this is, I don't know if you're like, it was on Adult Swim, <laughs> Adult Swim. Children's Hospital. <laughs> no, I never saw. Oh it. gosh, it, it's. Children's Hospital is just hilarious stuff, but it, it it wasn't like it was just those little short things. Uh-huh. But um what's the the bald dude's name? Um What who voices Cord- it over? Rob Cord Cordry or whatever. Rob Cordry. Yeah, he he's so awesome in that in that show, but yeah. It's animated, right? And then no. he, Oh, oh, this no, is regular. Oh, I thought regular. Adult Swim was all animated. No, it's but it was it's just I mean it is it's ridiculous. I mean it's so ridiculous, but it's hilarious if you've never seen any of them. Okay. They're 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 that's very funny. But that's, I just had I put it as an honorable mention. Number 5 I don't watch it anymore. I haven't watched it in many years. I actually used, I thought it was good when it first came on and then I it got so stupid that I quit watching it. That's Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Grey's Anatomy because After about three forever. seasons, I was done with it. It it, it, it gotten a little too Yeah, how many earthquakes weird. and tornadoes yeah. and things of like that can you and, do? Uh, the fact that it is still on it's blows amazing. my mind. That, I know. that lasted as long as it has. But number five, Grey's Anatomy. Number four, as actually a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy that was better than Grey's Anatomy. And that's private practice. Is that still on the air? No, that one. That only did a few seasons. Okay, that was Kate Walsh. That's that right. That was her Kate spit Walsh. On. Okay. Uh, number three, Scrubs. Number two, uh, Doogie Hauser. Which is yeah, Doogie Hauser was good. You're right. Doogie great Hauser show. was good. Doogie yeah. Hauser was a great show. Neil Patrick Harris is awesome. Doogie Hauser was good. I didn't give him much consideration. I think I kind of. It, when in one ear out the other, I was I was listening to some of the clips and things of that of the some of these shows and watching some of the clips and I used to lie, I, why I, I didn't give that more I, consideration. I was a big fan of Doogie Howser. And okay. then number one to me by quite a wide margin is ER. Yeah, I never got into ER. I'm surprised you didn't put Mash. Is it just because you? I never watched it. <laughs> you never watched Mash? No. Oh, you need to watch Mash, man. If they're on reruns. No, I don't. You, no, it's good. No, you no, you'll really like it. You're with me, Zach. No, you don't. No. When Mash comes I'm telling on, you. that means it's time to go to bed. <laughs> what does that mean? Is Mash on right now? 
Well, not not right now. Like I'm reruns just when it comes no, on TV. It's not bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh wait, it's past my bedtime. Like I don't. Think no, I don't. I have no desire. Oh, to watch I think Mash. you would enjoy Mash. Come I don't have on. a desire to watch any show from the what? When was it on the sixties? Seventies. Seventies. I don't. I don't have a desire to watch any seventies show right the, now. The the uh, finale of Mash. I don't know if it still stands now. Was the most watched television program in the history of TV, like for a while there. I'm not sure if it's still number one. All right, Zach, what do you got? So I get, I want to start with an honorable mention. I had private practice as an honorable mention, but you threw out the word cartoon, and a cartoon actually stuck out, and I was like, wait, yeah, it makes sense, and I'm giving that to Doc McStuffins. <laughs> what is Doc McStuffins? What is, kids out there. What, what is, Doc, what McStuffins? is Doc McStuffins? So Doc McStuffins is basically a kid doctor who goes around and fix toys. Oh, is it so a car- so it's a cartoon? And, yeah, so she she's like she's she's called Doctor McStuffin, and she goes around and she fixes her toys. Good for okay. her. Good for good her. for the McStuffins. They need yeah. somebody out there to fix the toys. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Santa's elves just build them. They don't fix yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> <Gotta have somebody laughs> they, fix- they wipe their hands clean <laughs> once they once, once they built the toys. Once he's been once they've been distributed, they're out of the game. <laughs> somebody no- got to call the doc at some point. Yeah, that's, listen, I'm, I'm, we need a toy doctor out there. Yes. So Doc McStuffins gets my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, number five, The Resident. The Resident? I'm not familiar with The Resident. It's one of the more newer shows, okay. I think. But I've, I've, I've seen... I think some, I have actually seen some previews or something for it. I've yeah. never seen it. Okay. Uh, number four, The Good Doctor. Yeah, that's the one. You know what? It was weird. When I was putting my list together yesterday, I hate that show. I hate it. I've seen it. I hate it. I don't get it. I mean, I understand the dude's got like... Uh, what, what does he have? What's the... The affliction he has. I don't, the good I don't know doctor. what type of inflection, but the kid he, he is smart. has he has um he's um my gosh. Um autistic. He's autistic, thank you. I, I couldn't think I, of that it. was just a pure <laughs> guess. <laughs> I don't know. He's I've aut- never seen the show, but I just I just assumed that must seems like something they would go he's with. He's autistic, yet he's you know, he's doing uh, you know uh, heart uh, transplants. I mean it's just it's ludicrous. But you know what? That's what I started to look at that, and I was watching. I go, I don't like this. And I think I started to mix that up with Doogie Howser because it was a kid doctor. He was He's a kid doctor. Doogie Howser was a kid doctor. And I think I got the damn two mixed up because Doogie probably should have been on my list. He was Sorry. Yeah, he was, he was smart. Like, I, I was impressed by just him just looking at, looking at his patients. He's like... Yeah, like he has some some going on, with it. and I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" I was like, "You haven't done a, an exam on him." Hey, exactly. That's what makes him a good doctor. Good doctor. Uh, otherwise, he could be the bad. He never would have been given. <laughs> he never would have been given the job in he real could, life. He could have been. It could have been the great doctor. I mean, but you know, he's just the good. He's, he's just good solid. He's just good. You got to stay humble, you know. It's like I I see. He's not even looking up. He's not even doing any diagnosis. I see. Uh, you know, uh, uh, heart problems right here. I'm going in. Hey, sure, doc, go in there, man. Go in there. No diagnosis needed. Go ahead and make the, uh, the heart transplant there, buddy. Yeah. Stupid show. Anyway. But I like it, though. Okay. Number three, House. Number two, Grey's Anatomy. That's number two. Surprisingly, that should be a number one on a lot of women's lists because they love Grey's Anatomy. How many years, women do Eli? Love that women list. love they Grey's love Anatomy. Eli, 20 years? How long has it been on? I mean, literally, it's, it's, it's been it's on gotta forever. Be approaching that. Not literally, like, but figuratively. It's it's got to be approaching twenty seasons. It's got to be. Think. Right? I'm trying to think when it was that I was watching it. It was a long time ago. Um, and I, I think I watched like the first two or three seasons. It will have a twentieth season. Okay, so there you what go. What a guess! 
Okay. It will have a 20th season, so be on standby, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, and I give that to Bones. 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 Okay, Bones with, um, what's his name? Tim, uh, not Tim McGraw, but um, no, D. The, the lead actor from Bones. What's his name? Can you look up his name? He's the son. I, I grew up watching uh, Philadelphia News. And the one of the main weather guys in Philadelphia, a guy by the name of Dave Roberts, that's his son. Who's, Who's it, that? David Boreznak? Yes. He, yeah. I can't pronounce his last name. I don't name. know if he's used the stage name or that's, or Dave Roberts used the stage name. But either way, that's his, that's his son. And he's the... Uh, He's the star of that, Bones. But I never watched Bones either. It's just never one I got into. All right, let's Car- get to our listeners. Carolyn on Twitter, number five, Scrubs, number four, MASH, number three, Grey's Anatomy, number two, ER, and number one, House. Honorable mention to Dr. Kildare. Dr. Kildare, that's an old one. I'm surprised it wasn't on JP's list. <laughs> uh, Murray has Nip Tuck. Okay. ER, House, Grey's Anatomy, and Doogie Hauser. Uh, Bill goes with Mash, 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 and Doctor Pimple, Doctor Pimple Popper. I, I was wondering if somebody was going to go with that. I swear to God, I was thinking the same thing. Doctor Pimple Popper. That's another Sick. one. I've heard of it. Sick. Never watched it because by the name of it, it is something that I don't want to watch. Dude, some of those pimples are huge. They probably should have named it something else if they wanted me to watch it. Like those I, giant pumpkins that they grow. They're like that big. No. Uh, John, number five, St. Elsewhere, number four, Doogie Hounser, number three, The Resident, number two, MASH, and number one, Emergency. Uh, Marie, number five, House, number four, Quincy, number three, The Good Doctor, number two, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, yeah. And number one, Marcus Welby. Uh, James has one here. Marcus Welby, MD, Trapper John, MD. You know who Trapper John is? Uh, an MD. Character from MASH. It's the same guy, Trapper John. Uh, ER, St. Elsewhere, and Julia. Julia Was Julia Diane Carroll from yeah. back in the late 60s? I think she was a nurse. Maybe the first African-American Actually, I think, female I think actress Julia in came a TV up on series. our TV moms last week. I think she did, yeah. I, I may have brought that up as well. Pretty sure it's Diane Carroll, the beautiful Diane Carroll. Uh, another one here, number five, Medical Center. Number four, oh, Trap, yeah, Trapper Center. John. Number three, Ben Casey. Okay, there's there's a lot more than I thought. I don't know what Yeah, ben it's another old one, man. Number two, Chicago Hope. And number one, Marcus Welby. Chicago Hope. What did I say? Did I say Chicago Med? No, that's different, right? Chicago Hope's different than Chicago Med. Chicago Med's on my list. All right. Uh, ben Casey, Marcus Welby, Dr. Kildare, Medic, and ER. Tennessee Tom, honorable mention to General Hospital. Number five, Gray's Anatomy. Number four, House. Number three, Quincy. Number two, ER. And number one, MASH. Thank you, Tom, with a little love for General Hospital back at the Sigma Chi house in uh, College Park, Maryland. Why, why were you those college kids watching? I don't General? know. Every just... college, everybody knows college kids watch Days of Our Lives. I, I don't Days I... of Our Lives is the college soap opera. I don't not know General why, Hospital. I don't know why we watched it. It was Luke and Laura. Do you remember... Everybody, every college kid watched Days of Our Lives, so not General Hospital. In, in 80 to 84, you were not even... What were you, born in 74? Yes. 
So you were six to ten. So you probably don't remember. But Luke and Laura was one of the biggest things in television, not just daytime television. And so for some stupid reason, my buddy who's texting like right now um, would pop it on his television in his room, and it was about 10 or 12 of the brothers. We'd come in there for some stupid reason, drink a beer and watch Luke and Laura in General Hospital. You were watching the wrong one. So I've been watching Days of Our Life. <laughs> Raider Corey, number five, Chicago Hope. Number four, The Good Doctor. Number three, ER. Number two, House. And number one, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. My wife loves that one. And she's, <laughs> I don't know if it's still on the air or not, but she got behind. There they, must, is that where the, they, is that the hospital where they make the vodka? <laughs> they treat all their patients with vodka. New Amsterdam in New York. Um, I think she's like 15 shows behind, like 15 episodes. They're all stacked up there on the DVR. Uh, Bobby, number five, St. Elsewhere, number four, General Hospital, number three, Dr. Quinn, number two, Diagnosis Murder, and number one, Doogie Hauser. My wife has chimed in. Eli is wrong. Everyone watched General Hospital in no. college. Now, now, you were bad colleges. You were in bad colleges then. <laughs> Everybody watched. Every Why did we watch so College first? kids watch Days of Our Lives. Hey, listen, if there's one thing I do know, Women know women knows what they're talking about with the soap opera. So I'm not I'm not hopping into none of that conversation. I'm still amazed when I think about why why did I go in there and watch these things. Yes. But anyway, Miss Gaston, to me, Miss Gaston, if you listening, you are correct, ma'am. <laughs> General Hospital is what people, what college students are watching. You are correct. Uh, top. They're they're both further removed from college than me. So let me let me. I got this one. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Number five, Scrubs. Number four, Emergency. Number three, St. Elsewhere. Number two, MASH. And number one, House. Honorable mention to Trapper John, MD. Um, Are Scrubs and MASH the only two medical shows that you would consider comedies, not dramas? I don't know about House. Like, I never watched Children's House. Hospital was definitely a comedy. <laughs> well, that one, yeah. Children's Hospital is definitely I gotta comedy. watch that now because I love Rob Corddry, by the way. Uh, Cardinal Steve, uh, number five, Marcus Welby, number four, Mash, number three, The Good Doctor, number two, ER, and number one, Saint Elsewhere. There you go, Saint Elsewhere, man. I know so my mom used to watch Saint Elsewhere. But Saint uh, Elsewhere was terrific. I think it was uh, a hospital in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Howie Mandel was on that. Uh, see, Raider Corey says, yes, Patch and Kayla from Days of Our Lives. That's what I watched. I'm telling you, <laughs> Bo and Hope and the whole thing. Uh, come on. Which is, I think all those characters are still on Days of Our Lives, which yes. is amazing to me that, that that those things can still be 30, what, 30 years later. It's all the same characters still the, on it there. Maybe the time periods. I don't know. My wife, man, she says, House was the worst. Or, it, yeah, I guess it's off the air now. Nothing was right medically. She's in the medical <laughs> field. So, she, <laughs> so she's, she's not looking at the character or uh, how good they are acting or comedy-wise. He's looking at the medical procedures. <laughs> Try, uh, Sometimes you got to give them a little, li- you know, some, uh, what do you call it, um, that they do in movies. Give them a little bit of, uh, what is it, leadway or whatever to, to do things that may not be orthodox, let's just say. Right, of course, is Trapper John was also Adam from Bonanza. Trapper Trinell John Roberts. was... Oh, wow. Adam from Bonanza? I don't think I ever knew that. But Trapper John, the character, was on MASH. So he went from MASH, not the same actor, not the, but the guy, the character, and then became Trapper John, MD. Somebody says, one life to live. 
Nobody watched. Nobody. If you weren't, wa- I will. I will give this to from my days of watching soap operas. General Hospital. If I did, if people didn't watch Days of Our Lives, I think they usually watch General Hospital. I don't know if anybody that watched One Life to Live. Somebody else says All My Children was the best. All My Children, my mom watched. I remember that. But here's the thing. I don't know if there was a bigger plot storyline in in uh, soap opera history than Luke and Laura. Christopher Cross even wrote a song about it. Now, it wasn't quite about that I don't Laura, know. In, but in Days of Our Lives, the 14 different deaths of Mr. Uh, Kiriakis... <laughs> And he would always come back to life. I think that was a pretty big storyline. But dude used to die <laughs> every other year. He used to die every other year, it seemed like. And then the next season he would be he would have come back. Like, oh, <laughs> he actually just disappeared for a while. But always and then when John Black came back as a they, nobody who knew who he was, like I think I remember John I can, Black. I can remember like the sadly I remember like the various storylines of Days of Our Lives. But you know what? As far as the actors and actresses from soap operas, maybe no bigger name than Susan Lucci. From all my children, who was notorious well, for losing every year, she was always uh, up for the pro- for the uh, day- daytime uh, Emmy award. Lost, finally won. Finally, she got a W. T- Tennessee Thompson's General Hospital had John Stamos, Rick Springfield, Demi Moore, Eva Longoria, James Franco, and Richard Hamill, and many other future stars. Pretty strong. Pretty John, strong. Hey, had Uncle Jesse. Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. Easy on the eyes. Yes. Doug says Young and the Restless was a great one. What ones are still on? I know Days of Our Lives is still on. All My Children is gone, right? I think Didn't it's, that just go off the air a couple years ago? I think so. What? Is General Hospital still on? I don't think so. I'm going to have to look it up now. Uh, killing time here on Days of Our Lives is the only one that I know for sure is still on. Because I'll I've seen it like place I'll be walk by a TV and I literally see a character and I go oh there's and I know the character I'm like, this is sad that I haven't watched the thing in literally since college but I can immediately look up and recognize the character because it's the same damn actor okay are there any soap operas still on television says yes as of September 2022 only four daytime soap operas General Hospital Days of Our Lives The Young and the Restless The Bold and the Beautiful are still in production. With three airing on two broadcast networks and one on streaming. Down from a total of 12 soaps broadcast during the 90-91 season. So I don't know if any of those four went kaput this past year and are not on this year. I can't tell you that. Remember, there was the writer strike too. So I don't know if that affected daytime television as well. I would imagine it did. So that may have been put on halt as far as well, production. Well, they, they, they don't need new writers. They don't need writers because all they're doing is recycling the same storyline from 20 years ago. <laughs> the same dead guy is <laughs> coming back to life. It's just the same thing over again. All right. We just lost our female listeners. Man. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the Brady family and Days of Our Lives. Love the Brady family. I, I, again, Days of Our Lives. My mom used to record it every single day on her VHS tape. And boy, if you screwed up the VCR and she missed out on the, the recording, oh my God. <laughs> Did you hear about that one? That was that was never, ever good. Genesis Diamonds, speaking of, uh, they're, they're very good. That's uh, They're very, very good. They're the opposite. They're they are the opposite of that. that that's, uh, that's, I needed to go, if you ruin her recording, you needed to go to Genesis Diamonds just to <laughs> smooth it over with her by getting her some fine jewelry. That's what you could find at Genesis Diamonds. If you're thinking about getting engaged, you need an engagement ring, the place to go. Genesis Diamonds. They've got thousands of engagement rings right there in the store for you to check out, a 
along with many other great things like earrings and pendants and bracelets, colored gemstone jewelry, the pre-owned Rolex watches. It's amazing the selection they got. The prices are amazing. The service is amazing. They have taken over Memphis like they did with Nashville and Louisville and Cincinnati. Genesis Diamonds, Poplar Commons Shopping Center, Poplar and Perkins Extended. Don't buy anywhere else until you go give them a try. You'll be amazed. You'll be blown away like everybody else is when they go buy Genesis Diamonds. We've got some NFL news to wrap it up. We'll do that when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Okay, you know, this car looks great wrapped around you, you know. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. The is a temple. This hour is brought to you by Acura Memphis, Ridgeway 385, online, acuramemphis.com. Go by for, if you're looking for a new car or pre-owned vehicle, you could go talk to the folks at Acura Memphis. It appears as though Days of Our Lives is no longer on here in Memphis. Just in Memphis? I mean, it's still- I'm looking at Memphis' TV listings and Days of Our Lives has not come on. But I could have swore I was just somewhere- not that long ago, and they had the TV on, and I saw Days of Our Lives on. Hmm. Maybe I, maybe, maybe that wasn't here. Maybe it was somewhere else that I was doing it. Maybe but up yeah, in Edwardsville or something. The Young and the Restless is on at 11 a.m., and General Hospital comes on at 1 p.m., but I do not see Days of Our Lives listed on NBC here. Wow. Anyway. General Hospital has la- is, uh, lasted this long. Pretty amazing. All right, it is time for us to wrap things up. Uh, before we do, though, a couple of NFL notes. Daryl Henderson, the former Memphis Tiger, back with the Rams. He was signed to their practice squad. Julio Jones, the former Titan, has signed a one-year deal with the Eagles and the Bears of another quarterback, Trace McSorley. Also, if you missed it, the commish. Roger Goodell has a new contract extension that will add three years onto his deal through March of 2027. I want to thank all our great guests today, Alex Simmons, Trent Dilfer, the UAB football coach, Lawrence Dockery, Jerry Palm, and DeMichael Cole. Tomorrow, we'll talk Major League Baseball playoffs with Kerry Miller. Ryan Silverfield, the head coach of the Memphis Tigers football team, will join us. We'll have the Tiger football report, plus the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside college football hour. Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 is coming up next. For Eli Savoy and Zach Boyd, I'm Greg Gaston. Have a great day, everyone.